Hey everybody, it's your dog guru, Victoria, and today we're going to talk about the almighty my dog won't listen problem. So there's a lot of reasons for this, there are a lot of causes for this, but I'm going to give you some pointers and tips on how to avoid your dog tuning you out and get some traction with responsiveness. So there's a few different reasons why your dog could be tuning you out. The first that comes to mind is you're repeating yourself a lot, and you're not actually making them respond to what you're asking the first time you ask. Tip one, stop repeating yourself. Make yourself clear the first time. If you're asking your dog to sit and they're not sitting, you can always gently fold them into the position with your hand across their chest and the other underneath their legs right where they bend naturally just as if you were scooping a baby and putting him in a car seat. Once the dog actually reaches the position you're shooting for, that's when you can go, oh, good job, good dog, rub on them a little bit, and then say, okay. Now, the release word is actually the key to getting what you want for as long as you want. It's kind of like its own fail-safe. It prevents the dog from self-releasing from a behavior you don't want them to, as well as cues them for, okay, we're done with this behavior, you can move on and you're free to do whatever it is you want. I'd also ask myself, am I being really loud? Am I being hard to listen to? You know, with our children, sometimes we get louder and louder and louder until we feel that they're acquiescing the request. But in reality with dogs, the more you say it, the less they're listening. So you want to do the opposite of that. You want to say it once, require it immediately, and then praise, reward, which marks your behavior, and move on. Give them their freedom. Appeal to their greed. They don't really want to be on the same wavelength with you all the time. So to inspire consistency, you're going to have to require it. Build in the consistency you want, and the dog will respond in kind. The next thing you want to think about is, are you getting your dog's attention before you ask what you want them to do? If you're not saying their name and getting their eyes on you, then that's problem number one, and you need to address that first. You can do look exercises by luring their noses to your eyes and start bringing in that attention, bringing them back to you, as I like to say, and that is basically a workable moment. That's where you start connecting with them, building progress with them, because you already have their attention. So now you know for sure that they're just ignoring you for the sake of ignoring you. They're not unaware that you're trying to connect with them. So that rules out one problem. The other problem that you might run into is slow or latent responses, which is where your dog is kind of taking their sweet time responding to you. I go back to the same technique that I mentioned before. When you ask for it, that's when it has to be required. Make sure that they've had the education, that they understand the cue, and they've done it before. If it's something new, you need to understand that there's a learning curve here. You know, they can't just naturally go into whatever position you're asking with no history there. So if it's something new, give them a little time to adjust and let them kind of catch on to what you're asking. But if it's something they've done before, like sit, you can pretty confidently go through the process and know that they're just tuning you out. So like I said, in that case, I would get their attention, say their name, then ask for the cue. Once the cue is executed to my satisfaction, then I'll rub them down, tell them good job, give them praise, mark that moment, and then I 
say okay, and we end the behavior altogether. So training can get really repetitive for dogs. Dogs like stimulation, and while a lot of them like training, not all of them are super motivated to get on the same page as you. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is if your sessions are too long, sooner or later their interest is going to wane, and at that point you're going backwards, not forwards. So especially in the beginning stages of retraining your dog or training them for the first time, keep your sessions brief. Ten minutes is plenty of time to gather some new information and repetition, maybe 10-minute sessions three times a day, will really drive home, this is the new normal. And you can build in new behaviors or ask for combinations of behaviors like sit, down, back up, those sorts of things to try and keep them stimulated and interested, but keep your sessions short. That's, that's a very easy way for a dog to stop listening to you is because you worked so long that now we're going in the other direction. Which brings me to incentives. So you wouldn't work a 40-hour week and overtime and then look in your bank account at the end of the week and go, well, there's no payment here, and keep working the next week. You'd quit, and you'd find another job. Dogs do the same thing. If there isn't something that they want from you or that they know that you can provide that they can't get on their own, say a treat, then they're not going to come back to work and they're not going to tune into what you're asking. They're going to tune you out and they're gonna make a habit of doing that. A dog cookie or a piece of cheese can do tremendous justice to a training program. You don't have to use them forever. We can even talk a little bit later on about how to start making those occurrences more random, but I only do that in once a behavior has been properly learned and retained and now I'm gonna reward for the best sit, the longest sit, the most attention, whatever it is I'm going for. But not paying them at all is asking a lot. There are biddable breeds out there. Australian Shepherds are one of them. Uh, Border Collies are another set. But if you're working with, say, a Mastiff, yeah, he's not interested. For the most part, training is not on his list of things to do. So a little tidbit can go a long way. After your training session, you might even try and re-stimulate them in a different way by playing with them, uh, by playing hide-and-go-seek with them, with especially with dogs that are bred to search, like bird dogs. Um, that's a great way to give them an outlet for some energy that they might have been storing up during the session. Outlets are important. Sometimes you don't even have to have a whole game with your dog. You can easily just turn them outside in the backyard if it's fenced and let them play there. You know, stimulation can come in a lot of different forms. And I think people forget that dogs need to be dogs too. They don't need to just be constantly working for us. That includes service dogs, which I have two of myself. And everybody needs a little time to relax. For us, sometimes it's, you know, watching our favorite show on TV or doing crafts at home or whatever it is that you do to let off steam but for dogs using their natural instincts really goes a long way and sometimes that's exploring a new space sniffing where another dog has been running around in the backyard and finding that bone that they hid that you didn't even know they had so find a release that works with your dog as an individual a release to that tension at the very end which will also incentivize them to work harder for you the next time because when they get a payoff at the end and then they get to go be a dog you've just given them everything that they really wanted in the first place which was to run their own game and you've made them think that by doing what you need first they're getting what they want so say you've been working at training for a while and you just feel like your dog's energy level is excessive you don't feel like you're really tapping into them or their skill set or what's underneath um, in those sorts of situations I always say 
First, you need to check your dog nutrition. A lot of dog products and dog food products out there, treats and food alike, will have a crude protein level listed on the bag. And for some dogs, this is essentially when it breaks down into their system, the equivalent of having sugar in their system. Anytime I see like an anxiety case or a dog that can't focus and we've tried everything else, then it's time to take a closer look at their diet and exercise. Uh, the crude protein level, you don't want to be any higher than 23%, especially with an adult dog with puppies. It depends on the breed of puppy, so I I'm a little bit more hesitant to give out a number there, and it does depend on your breed as well. Some breeds need more crude protein, and some dogs need a lot less. A, a breed that would need more crude protein would be something the size of a Newfoundland, a large, large dog. For a Jack Russell, you give that same high crude protein level to them, and they're going to be running up your walls and destroying everything that you love and making you wonder if having a dog was ever something you should have done. On the diet topic also, you know, grain-free is always a great way to go. It's healthier for your dog, but the, there are other ingredients you need to be aware of too. For example, chicken. Chicken is actually not something dogs would naturally eat. We feed it because it's cheap, but if it's not in raw form, I mean, you're really not giving them whole chicken breasts. You're giving them chicken parts, and a lot of people don't know that. Unless it actually says on the bag, whole breast chicken, you could be getting anything in there. Think of it as chicken meal equals hot dogs for dogs because you don't know what's in there, but it resembles meat. As far as raw diet versus high protein levels or a protein-rich and fat-rich diet, would be overkill for most dogs, so keep that in mind. If you're interested on what foods that I would recommend or you want to give me a little history on your dog and figure out what would be best for them and what to try out, go ahead and send me a message or leave me a comment and we can talk about that privately because each dog has different needs, like I said earlier. For now, check your crude protein, check your ingredients, and then take it from there. I started to talk about this a little bit already. When it comes to exercise, if your dog isn't getting enough of it, depending on their breed, depending on their personality type, you could be bending over backwards to try and get their attention, but because they haven't released all that extra energy or found a way to channel it, you're going to be pushing sand against the tide. So if you have something like a lab puppy at home, chances are he's going to want to go for at least a long walk. I always say, you know, as long as they're keeping up and you're keeping up with them, that the length is not as important as what you're doing. And you can actually wear them out by asking them to do cues on their walks. It helps keep them engaged, but it also helps to train them to focus on you because now they're in a foreign environment. And the only thing that's really familiar is you. So that's going to make you more valuable to them because they communicate through one another and you're really fighting nature once you get out into the big bad world. But that's a milestone you reach. You don't just say, okay, well, we worked on sit today inside, so let's start working on it outside. No, you don't want to jump that fast. But once you've got consistency at home, start taking them into your yard and practicing, and then you can take them, you know, on the walk and start practicing your cues. You slowly expand the training environment. And you'll know if your dog is really ready or not, because if you see that every time you ask them on a walk to do something and they just can't focus on on you, then you're asking a little bit too much too soon. Uh, back up, do it in your yard, stay in an isolated position so that they can really, they, they're still taking in the outside stimuli, but there's less of a chance for them to run off on you and ignore you. So those are my tips for today. Please comment, ask questions. You know I love to get them and maybe they'll be the topic of our next show. Thanks so much everybody. This is your dog guru, Victoria, and I'm signing off.